0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on the 24th Christmas Eve, and it's a victorious day if you're a Pelicans fan as they went on the road to take on the Portland Trailblazers and grabbed a win, 102-94, a good all-around performance for the Pelicans. We'll break this one down for you in today's edition of the show. Talk quickly about the defense, and which has been improving, by the way. I know, surprising Christmas miracles here. And then we will finally wrap up with the Christmas Day game tomorrow against the Denver Nuggets, What should have been a marquee game, maybe a little bit more disappointing with no Zion and the performance of this team, but still going to be fun nonetheless to be on the marquee day of the NBA season. We'll probably have a shorter edition of today's show, so So let's just dive right into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So it was a late night West Coast game for the Pelicans traveling up to Portland to take on the Trail Blazers. I watched this game this morning and decided to go to bed early. And what a wonderful surprise to wake up to. A 102-94 win over the Trailblazers despite a bit of a rocky second quarter, but the Pelicans rallied, finished that quarter strong, and really just kind of stayed in front of the Trail Blazers the rest of the game. New Orleans and the Blazers were tied at 31 apiece after the first frame. Then the uh, Trail Blazers went on a run in the second, which in games past would have made you feel like the game was over. But New Orleans really rallied down the stretch, a 10-2 run going into the half to limit the damage that Portland did and only be down two. Then they just kind of put it on in the third quarter, saw some excellent play from Jackson Hayes in that one, and just stayed far enough ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. This was a pretty good performance for New Orleans, particularly on the defensive side. By the numbers, the offense wasn't there. 41% from the field overall. You had inefficient games from Brandon Ingram, who was 6 of 18, 33%, though 19 points on the night, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 turnovers, 2 steals. A very good number for him, but not an efficient knife. Same for Drew Holiday, also shooting a third from the field, 7 of 21, though 4 of 11 from deep, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 21 points for him on the night, and then one Moore kind of carrying this team off the bench, 5 of 10 from the field, making three threes, finished with 13 points on the night, and Gentry used everyone in this game other than Jaleel Okafor for at least a couple of minutes. Lonzo Ball got the start in place of Kenrich Williams, who we've talked about has been struggling shooting the ball uh, particularly badly. But Lonzo didn't get as many minutes as he probably would have liked due to some foul trouble early on in the first half in this one. Three of nine from the field. Again, poor shooting for seven points with seven rebounds, four assists. Derek favors 12 points, 13 boards from him. And then J.J. Redick, 16 points on three of six shooting from deep. Overall, you got enough offense from these guys because the defense was playing well against the Portland Trailblazers. And we've seen this before from Drew Holiday in the playoffs in that first round sweep. Well, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum got their points, 38 combined between them, but it took 43 shot attempts. That's a worse shooting night, a less efficient night than what the Pelicans put forth from some of their biggest-named guys. Also notable that they were 2 of 20 from 3 in this one. The Pelicans denied both these guys the opportunity to get into the paint, and with a little bit of luck from them not having good shooting nights and actually better closeouts than we've seen from this New Orleans defense, they had a pretty rough night. You're going to win when a team goes 4 of 29 from 3 against you. And two of those are CJ McCollum and not much else from anyone. Carmelo Anthony chipped in 23 points on the night, 9 rebounds. Hassan Whiteside 11-16 and 16 for the big man down low. But he wasn't outplaying anyone really. And you saw a guy like Jackson Hayes come in in the third quarter and was all over the place. His numbers don't look great. Four points on two of four shooting and only four boards. But he had four blocks in this one and looked pretty stout down low. Him and Kenrich Williams paired out there is a pretty strong start of a lineup in terms of role players if you put three shooters around both of those guys and you saw the pelicans do that particularly in the third which is why Kenrich Williams is a plus minus of 12 in 20 minutes despite going just 2 of 2 from the field he did make a three though that three uh late in the uh first half to really help them he finished with five points on the night that's pretty good Jackson Hayes growing before our eyes in this one with the defense that we've seen. That was where he was maybe going to struggle. It takes rookies a while to acclimate to the NBA. He's really doing it almost in a game-by-game basis, just making little improvements that we weren't expecting to see from him right away. It's kind of wild. This guy was supposed to be a redshirt this year. He wasn't going to play or was going to be stuck in the D-League. And now he's out there playing significant minutes against one of the bigger, more bruisier centers in the league in in Hassan Whiteside, who I don't think is all that good, to be honest. But he can do some things and should make life difficult for Jackson Hayes. And Hayes is standing his own. That's awesome to see. And this is why when we talked about the coaching staff and they've missed their short-term goals or the organization as a whole, in yesterday's podcast, their short-term goals this season – the future still hasn't changed at all because of the play of a guy like Jackson Hayes really stepping into everything. So awesome to see, good team win for the Pelicans, and the defense is really what stood out. This is two of their last four games that they've allowed under 100 points. But let's look at the defense, because over these past four or five games, it has been pretty good. Well, okay, that's relative, but I'll show you some of the numbers, and they might surprise you. So let's dive into that coming up here in just a moment. But before I do that, don't forget to subscribe to the Locked on Pelicans podcast, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about this team. I've been promoting other things recently, but we got to promote the show. Get, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from. Leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. It takes about 30 seconds and actually does make a difference in the visibility of the podcast. So it is a very big help for kind of spreading the word about your Pelicans and getting people on board and finding out everything they want to know about the team. So wherever you get your podcast from, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans and please leave a five-star review. So things seem a little bit better around the Pelicans. Now that again is a relative term. This is a team that still sits in second worst place in the Western Conference at 8-23. You're in the 14th spot trying to get to the 8th spot and you've got six teams in front of you that can do that. So while you can control your own destiny and win all your games, you need other teams to lose and to lose a lot and a significant number of them, meaning it's still a long shot to even kind of get back into playoff contention and competition in that. Discussion, but things do seem better the Pelicans seem to be just a little bit happier you've got a win over the Minnesota Timberwolves a very close game against the Warriors that you probably shouldn't have lost but they kind of threw away in the final minute of the game couple minutes of the game a game against the Brooklyn Nets that you could have won too and it went to overtime and you were screwed over by the refs so maybe they should be feeling a little bit better and you can see it in the mood around the guys the mood in the locker room before and after games it's just been a little bit lighter on this road trip and they seem like they're having a bit more fun like they're almost trusting each other more and that chemistry is developing and that definitely has hurt them throughout the early part of the regular season they just don't have the chemistry on the court they don't necessarily seem to trust each other and that's been the core of a lot of their defensive issues with things but over these past four games we've seen them trust each other a little bit more come together a little bit more and you're seeing the results out on the court The game against the Portland Trailblazers was a complete game, probably the best game they've played, at least in terms of quality opponent, all season long. But things have been improving, whether it's quietly and a little bit relatively, they still don't have, you know, a good defense or anything during this stretch. They're still, frankly, ranking in the bottom five, six in the league, depending on where you look. But over the past four games, the Pelicans actually have the best defensive rating of the entire NBA. They rank number one to defensive rating of 98.3 their defensive rating on the season is 112.8 that is a significant, significant improvement. Now, it's coming against some pretty depleted teams. The Timberwolves didn't have Carl Anthony Towns. The Warriors are the Warriors, and frankly, just not good right now without basically everyone other than Draymond Green. And the Portland Trailblazers, well, they had their people, but the, the team does well against them. And the Brooklyn Nets didn't have Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. So you don't want to read too much into that number because they were playing some struggling offensive teams. But we've seen them play bad offensive teams before four two and give up an absolute ton of points. So this is still a welcome sight. You can only take care of business against who's in front of you and the players they have, and you know what? The Pelicans are doing that right now. We haven't been able to say that all season long, so I think this counts as an improvement. If you stretch this out to five games, by the way, uh, their defensive rating is still in the top five in the league right now. So something's coming together, and I definitely think it is that communication, that trust, and things just taking some time to kind of develop. It's definitely also coinciding with the return of Derek Favors. That rebounding presence he gives you down low to limit second chance points is really, really big. Portland only had 12 against New Orleans. That's lower than their season average. The rim protection he gives you just to deny opponents at the rim, also a really important thing that you don't necessarily see, uh, didn't see earlier on, particularly when he was away from the team. So there's some positive things here. We need to see it maybe a little bit more consistently against good teams and teams not kind of lacking people. But again, the Portland Trailblazers, while not amazing so far this year, certainly aren't a joke of a team. And the Pelicans kind of, I don't want to say handled them, but it was a fairly comfortable win, one where you weren't sweating at least in the second half nearly as much. This is all good. If they can do this against the Denver Nuggets on the Christmas Day game tomorrow, that's even more impressive. Now, I'm not necessarily expecting that, but can you just string this along for maybe a month or so, kind of playing at this level, win some, lose some, but show things are improving and better than they were to start the year? I'll feel better about this team at least this season. Long-term not changing. Don't know if I'm ready to say they can make a run at the playoffs. It's not really. But this will go a long way towards maybe not having them trade some of these guys away at the trade deadline. Drew Holiday, J.J. Redick, Derek Favors, if they think the team's growing and improving. And Jackson Hayes has even said recently that Derek Favors has really been a mentor to him and helping him with that. So I don't know if you should do that in the first place. But things are better. The defense is improving. Having the best defense over the uh, last four games, pretty good. That's what you want to see from this team, and that is showing some growth. Now, we need to see it translate to some wins. That'll make everyone feel just a little bit better than where we are now. But give it some time, and let's see. Or maybe not, and nothing will happen. Who knows? But you can only wait to see what's going to occur out there on the court. So things improving right now. Let's see if it continues for a little bit longer. All right, a game tomorrow for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Denver Nuggets. We'll touch on that in a second, but don't forget I host the official Pelicans Twitch show, the first of its kind, basically in the NBA in general, over at twitch.tv slash PelicansNBA. Really fun, live and interactive. We're going to have a new episode coming out live for you all, maybe before a game where we can preview it and then take your questions and have a little bit of fun with it. So on the fly at twitch.tv slash PelicansNBA. So a Christmas Day game, we haven't had this since I think 2014 when the Pelicans took on the Miami Heat in Miami, maybe it was 2015 or 16. I forget exactly when it was, but pretty cool to see them back on the marquee day of the NBA regular season, the day that a lot of people think the season really starts. It's just a shame that there's no Zion Williamson, and this team has very few wins. But other than that, still kind of cool, to be honest. Eight wins, to be exact. Um, Taking on the Denver Nuggets, uh, in theory, a matchup of two teams that could dominate the Western Conference for the next five, six, seven, eight years. Um, And Denver showing it. 21-8 21 and 8 so far in the regular season, second in the Western Conference, and they're doing it in ways we didn't think they would be doing it. They are the second best defensive team in the league. We knew their offense would be good, but it's actually kind of struggled this year as Nikola Jokic looks I don't know I don't call him fat and out of shape but he's definitely a little bit fat and out of shape and somehow they're doing it with their defense and getting the rest of these guys to really buy in and become elite defensively by the numbers they are again pretty good for everything you're led offensively by Jamal Murray 17.8 points per game 4.6 assists 4.3 rebounds Nikola Jokic 17.4 10 rebounds 6.9 assists Will Barton who's been great for them this year basically 15 points and seven rebounds Paul Millsap 13 points, six rebounds they have a number of guys who can do it at times they're a little bit inconsistent I think that's why you'd like to see them maybe make a big move like a Drew Holiday type player that I think would really set them over the edge because they're this good while being inconsistent so imagine if they were consistent and it wasn't Gary Harris giveth and taketh away at times they are an average three-point shooting team, right around league average in terms of percentage, but they don't take a ton. The Pelicans have been giving up a lot of three-pointers and been a little bit lucky, as I said, against the Portland Trailblazers that those shots aren't falling But Denver doesn't really make you feel like they're going to rip it from three and bury you that way. So even with their good defense, New Orleans might be able to stay in this one. Um, But we'll see. It's just going to be a fun game to kind of be out there and be out on the court with. You've got to play stout defense against this team because they can shoot it well at times. And you've got to manufacture high-quality looks. Don't just rip open threes from bad shooters early on in the shot clock. So I think... The Pelicans have a chance in this one, but it's going to still be pretty hard. But it's fun. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the day. There's a lot of basketball on. Um, I don't know if we have bowl games tomorrow, but I'm assuming we do too, which is always pretty fun as well. So a lot of sports going on over the weekend. Next home game for the Pelicans on Saturday. We'll do a podcast on Friday to recap tomorrow's game and to preview that as well. So thank you all for listening. Enjoy the holidays, whatever it is that you're celebrating. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Friday.